Hey church, welcome to Amen Podcast, where we preach the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to everyday life. I am Lokavani, your host, and we have a question for you. Are you a basic Christian? In slang, when someone is basic, they're unoriginal, unexceptional, and mainstream. And Jesus was nothing of the sort. To be like him is to be unique, free, simple, confident, mature, and so much more. And something that makes Jesus so attractive is how he is unlike anyone. Alex will be preaching how not to be basic from Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. Before we read, you all constantly remind us that this is no basic podcast. If it has transformed your life, would you mind rating and reviewing it? liking this video on YouTube, as well as following us on Instagram. When you do, it helps reach people all around the world. Thank you, and let's read. We're in the Living Bible Translation, verse 43. There is a saying, love your friends and hate your enemies. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true sons of your Father in heaven. For He gives His sunlight to both the good, the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust too. If you love only those who love you, what good is that? Even scoundrels do that much. If you are friendly only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even the heathen do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Amen. Are you basic? After talking about that, we're going to talk about the problem with being basic and how to not be basic. So you guys have heard this term before. A person who's basic, they just they do what everyone else does. They don't really... Um, they don't really spend a lot of time thinking for themselves. They kind of just, you know, get the most basic drink at Starbucks or um, they have a basic wardrobe. They don't really try to express themselves differently. They're kind of just like fit in with the crowd. They don't really want to stand out. And at times, yes, there's no need for us to stand out, but there is nothing intrinsically basic about a Christian. How Christ calls us to act is so completely otherworldly. That's why we say things like we're not of this world. Um, It's like we're aliens, you know, the Bible calls us in the Old Testament. We just are, we're strangers. We're exiles. We are totally different from the world around us. If you look at verse 43 through 45, Jesus is taking a standard that they had known and they're raising it. Mm-hmm. In verse 43, when it says, you've heard, love your neighbor. Of course, in, in, in Leviticus, in Deuteronomy, they were told to love their neighbors. In verse 43, it says, and hate your enemy. Jesus is saying this to the disciples saying, you've heard, love your neighbor, hate hate your enemy. The love, love your neighbor part is something they've heard from God. Mm-hmm. The hate your neighbor part is something they've heard from the religious leaders around them because mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. in the Bible. And so what happens in church leadership sometimes is you have people who have power and authority and they add on things that make sense to them. And then they say, yeah, God will get on board with this. So I'm just going to teach this as scripture, teach this as fact. God had never told the disciples or anybody reading the Mosaic law to hate their enemy, but that's what they assumed God meant when he said, love your neighbor. That's not true. 
You're supposed to love both of them. Now that is very unbasic, you know, that's, that's something that's completely different. In verse 44, when Jesus says, but I tell you, he's saying, I'm telling you this, loving your enemies is the most unbasic you can be. It's basic to hate your enemies. Everyone does that. That's just like, you know, ordering a vanilla bean frappuccino at Starbucks. Everyone does that. It's just, so everyone's basic, intrinsic, first thing that they do is hate your enemies. Verse 45, it says, if you do this, if you love your neighbor and love your enemies, you will be children of your father in heaven. And then he gives us the reason for why we are called to love our enemies. He's saying, if you love your enemies, you'll be seen as a child of God. How? Because God is the one that causes rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous, the sun to rise on the good and the evil. If God has favor and gives common grace to all people on earth, whether they deserve it or not, because none of us deserve it. Shouldn't we be able to give grace to our enemies? Now, here's an example. Jesus loved Nineveh. You might be thinking, where was Jesus involved with Nineveh? Well, he quotes, he talks about Nineveh uh, in the gospels. But when God sends Jonah to Nineveh, he was sending Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. Look at Jonah 1, 1 through 2. Do you mind reading that for us? Sure. It's right there. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because their evil has come up before me. You might be thinking, how does local I know that verse by memory? We're using a teleprompter. Yes. <laughs> so it's right there on the screen. But when I love that God sends Jonah to Nineveh because Ninevites were horrible people. I'm talking witchcraft, sorcery, prostitution, intense murder. If you read the book of Nahum, Nahum chapter three, the first seven verses, it tells you how evil the Ninevites were. So why would God send Jonah there? Well, it says that they're evil I want you to preach against it, Jonah. But notice the urgency. We can know that Jesus loved Nineveh because of the urgency in which he, in which God sent Jonah to go to Nineveh. Get up, exclamation point, exclamation point. Go to the great city of Nineveh. Go there. He's saying with urgency, go. God shows us how to love our enemies because God loves his enemies. This is the most unbasic thing. This is so extraordinarily different and unique. He says, you are my enemies, but I'm going to, with urgency, go to you. With urgency, I'm going to be coming to your aid. What does that aid look like? It comes in the way of repentance. You see, loving your enemies means being kind, being gracious towards them, but it doesn't mean you don't tell them to repent. It, you don't call them to a higher standard. You see, God towards his enemies is gracious and kind and gentle, but he's also saying the things that are hard to say. Mm. He's also calling them to a higher standard. That's why I love the true definition of repentance. It means to return. Yes. Everyone on earth, is going to have a chance to hear the gospel. 
Everyone on earth can see God's invisible qualities through creation. That's what Romans tells us. So what that means is everyone has had some kind of run-in with God, which means when they hear the opportunity of a, of a preacher telling them to repent, what their soul is hearing is, come back to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When God loves his enemies, what he's saying to them is, return to me. Return to your first love. Remember me? Remember our running we had? Remember the good time that we had when we met and we talked and I showed you graciousness? I showed you kindness? Come back to me. Now, here's the problem with being basic. If we know that one of the most basic things you could do is hate your enemy. And what this looks like in our culture is picking a side, having a click, you know, subscribing to one team and one team only, and then pointing your finger at the other team and saying, well, those people They're all just like this, that race. They're all just like this. People on that side of the tracks, they're all just like this. That's so Mm. basic. Don't we all do that? Don't Mm -hmm. we all all so easily pick a side and stick to our side and then hate the other side, whether we communicate it that way or not? That's so basic. I only like vanilla bean frappuccinos and I don't want to try anything else on the menu. I don't want to be friends with anyone else that's not like me. That's basic. Verse 46 through 47, check this out. It says, if you love those who love you, what, re- what reward will you have? The reward in loving those that are hard to love, that's the reward. You're, you're so mature. Jesus would call it perfect. You're so perfect. You're able to love those who don't love you. But if you only love those who love you, there's no reward in that. You just get more of the same. There's no challenge in that. There's no maturity in that. Jesus says in verse 46, don't even the tax collectors do the same? Tax collectors were evil people. They were thieves. They would go to your door and say, hey, you got to pay taxes to the government. Okay, that's fine. Awesome. But you also got to put a little extra on top for me for coming way out here to collect your taxes. So they were stealing. (laughs) They're getting paid from the government and they're getting paid from stealing. And so Jesus is saying, thieves love thieves. They, They love people who are like them. And they don't get a reward. They don't get growth. They don't get challenged. They don't get to know know anything new or be challenged by anything. Verse 47, and if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing that is out of the ordinary? I love that the CSB version says this. What is, what's out of the ordinary if you just love the people who are like your brothers, like your sisters? That's basic. You're not being challenged. You're certainly not being perfect. God is perfect. He's so perfect. He's able to love his enemies. He says, Jesus says, don't even the Gentiles do the same. Gentiles were non-Jewish people. And the Jews constantly looked down on the Gentiles because they were entitled and they had a superiority complex because they thought because God chose us, we're better than everyone. But God didn't choose them because they were Jewish. God chose them because he had a plan. He had a perfect, a perfect plan that and a purpose. And he chose even Abraham when he wasn't even Jewish. Abraham was outside. He was a a pagan guy, but he used Abraham to show that it's not anything that we can do to be chosen by God. God gets to choose because he's God. Don't even the Gentiles do the same. They love their own. Now what happens Here's a problem with being basic. What happens when your brothers and your sisters, your family members, the people closest to you, the people that you love, what happens when they are acting like your enemy? What happens when the people closest to you 
your family members, what if they on a particular day are being more like your enemy and less like your family, less mm -hmm. like your friend? What do you do? That's the problem that we find ourselves in. We love them because we are God's family and we don't always act like it. Most times we act like God's enemies, even though we are his family. Hmm. Let's look at jo Jonah 1, 3. Jonah got up to flee to Tarshish from the Lord's presence. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the farewell and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the Lord's presence. So Jonah flees because God is telling him to go to his enemies. And he's saying, I don't want to go to my enemies. I don't like my enemies. See, Jonah only likes people who are like him. That's the problem with being basic. You don't have the wherewithal to look out of your little tiny circle. You don't have uh, the power to break out from being basic. You just kind of stay in your same pattern. And Jonah had that. Even a man of God, even a prophet, even one who was a great preacher, he said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. Call it prejudice, call it discrimination, call it racism, whatever it is, Jonah is like us. Jonah is basic. We like what we like and we don't want to change. And it's hard for us. We need, there's someone in your life who's acting like your enemy or they are your enemy and you don't see things eye to eye. You don't live the same way. You don't treat people the same way. Everything about this person just grinds your gears. How do you love them? If you're a basic person, we all struggle with this. Mm -hmm. So verse 48 tells us how to not be basic. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. In order to not be basic, we have to be perfect. What is the solution to not being basic? Being perfect. You might be thinking, Alex, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Let's listen to Romans 5.10. I don't have it, actually. Can you look it up yeah. for me? Thank you. Romans 5.10. You see, what I want you to see through this verse is that Jesus was perfect and holy when we were basic and evil, yet he switched places with us. The Bible tells us in Corinthians that Jesus became sin, even though he knew no sin, so that we could become the righteousness of God. He switches with us. On the cross, he becomes basic and evil. He becomes a person that's seen as Oh, you're so prejudiced. You're so small-minded, Jesus. You only want to think about the things that you want to think about. You, you know, you, you're the king of the Jews, huh? Ha ha ha, whatever. They put this label of just being basic and evil. He's against everything that we have going for us here in Jerusalem. He's evil. Let's get him out of here. He's a he's a vigilante. Let's get him out of here. He did that. He was seen that way on the cross and treated as such and punished as such. He took hell for us. Mm -hmm. So much so that he is so stressed out. He's bleeding from his forehead in excruciating mental stress and pain, just thinking about hell and what he's gonna have to experience on the cross. Wow. He did that so that we could become perfect and holy. He switched places with us. Listen to Romans 5.10. And since when we were his enemies, we were brought back to God by the death of his son, what blessings he must have for us now that we are his friends and he is living within us. When were we reconciled to God? When were we brought back to God? When were we returned to our sender? When was that? When we were good? 
when everything was fine, mm -hmm. we return packages that aren't the right packages. And that's what happens in the gospel. We are not the right package. We are far from what God ordered. We're far from what God signed up for. We're far from a friend of God. We're enemies of God. Mm -hmm. And when we were enemies of God, mm -hmm. we returned to him. He brought us back to him. He reconciled. He went and got us. We were the lost sheep. We were the prodigal son. He ran out to go get us when we were his enemies. And so the more you see how far from basic Jesus is, the less basic you will be. The most basic thing you can do is to keep to yourself, keep your head down, and don't love anybody that's not like you. That's so basic. But Jesus is far from that. And the more you look at how far from that he is, the less basic you will be. The more you look at how it is so far from basic for God to love me in my mess, love me as his enemy, and reconcile me back to his father, that is so insane. You have to preach that to yourself when your family members, when your friends, and when your enemies are your enemies mm -hmm. or acting like your enemies. Then you can love any child that's getting on your nerves. You can love any family member whom you don't like at the moment. You can love any person from your town, from your neighbor, anybody on the internet that is your enemy. Because while you were God's enemy, he loved you. We love because he first loved us. And the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to our life today is this. Every day, you're becoming more perfect. Mm -hmm. Every day, you're becoming better friends with Jesus. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That is the promise of the gospel that God is making you perfect. Mm -hmm. So confidently, Jesus can say to us, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. He's saying, I'm going to make you perfect through my spirit. Every day, the sanctification process is at work and the power of the sanctification process, the power of the Holy Spirit is Jesus mm -hmm. looking to what he did on the cross. It, it means you're annoyed, you're upset with a coworker, with a family member, with an enemy, with an op, whatever it is. It means stopping and saying, God, you loved me when I was your enemy. Help me to love this person right now. Father God, thank you so much for your gospel. Thank you, God, for your good news that empowers us so simply when we believe it, when we trust in it, when we know that there's no reason to be ashamed of the good news for it is the power that we need every single day. Mm -hmm. Lord, help us to ask us this question, ask our hearts this question and preach to us the gospel. Are we basic? And if we are, help us to return back to you and how you call us to live. Free, confident, simple, powerful, mature people who are unashamed and, and, and focused mm -hmm. on where we're going. Mm -hmm. Hoping in the hope of glory, which is your son, and how he will make us brand new in the new world. In your name we pray, amen. That's the question. Amen. Are you basic? Ask yourself, am I basic? <laughs> Say that right now. Are you basic? Am I basic? Am I basic? I know I am at times. Yes. And I don't want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go first. I think I already said yes. At times I can definitely be basic. Um, I think for me, I think it's mostly within like Christianity, you know, like mm. sometimes I... 
unfortunately, brothers and sisters within the faith, they can be the enemy at times, um, whether it's because I can tell that this person doesn't like me. Maybe they've done stuff to hurt me or re- retaliate against me or maybe I've retaliated. I don't know. But, you know, there's that kind of enemy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the hardest time for me to show love, I think, because of the gospel has transformed my life. I see non-Christians like, oh, they're lost. They're blind. So it's easy for me to love them because like, I know that they're blinded by their sin and they're enslaved to their sin. And I once was that way. Um, so I, at times I have better, I'm better, I, I'm able <laughs> to show more compassion towards, you know, a non-Christian than I am towards a Christian brother and sister. Right, right. And what I have to remember is that all of us have a different measure of faith. All of us are on this journey of um, sanctification. We're all at different spots, you know, and I don't know everything about these people. There's areas of their life that might be more sanctified than mine, you know, um, and I shouldn't measure them to how I think they should be because of how I am, but I need to measure myself um, to Christ. Like, you know, he is perfect and I am not. And there's still ways that he is sanctifying me. And so when I look and view myself in that light, um, I'm able to look at others as on the same level Mm -hmm. as me. And there's no reason for me to not love them. And there's no reason for me to think that they need to be on my level or whatever, which is just a lie because I'm not any better, you know? Um, And so, yeah, I think, like I said, I think at times I could definitely be basic, but when I am in my word and I have a right view of myself, a right view of scripture, um, a right view of Jesus as the only one who is holy, then Mm. um, I'm able to love my enemies um, because I, I remember that while I was a sinner, Christ died. And for me, you know, and other people need to know that. Other people need that freedom. Like, this is what the gospel is about. And it's just so crazy how easy it is within Christianity to, like, it can become so religious. Even when you don't like that part of Christianity, it's just, I I don't know if it's the enemies working, our flesh, or what it is that's at work to make us just think that it's this list of rules that we follow when, no, we need to be preaching the gospel to ourselves and remembering the joy of our salvation and what He saved us from and having a right view of ourselves, like who we are in Christ. He's the Savior, not us. And it's a joy that we get to now partner with him um, and share his his good grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Amen. Well said. <laughs> Very well said. Thanks. So we ask you, are you basic? Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments, emails, DMs. And um, yeah, are you a basic Christian? Because we know you're not basic. Yes. yes. <laughs> we love you. But uh yeah, as it applies to spirituality and where you are in your walk mm-hmm. with God, um, use this time as a time to confess and ask yourself, your heart, this this safe uh, question. Um, mm-hmm. It's a safe question because God is asking you to return to Him more, yes. to be closer to Him. So we love you. Thanks for supporting us. Amenpodcast.com to keep us ad-free. We yes. listen to a couple 
podcast this week and they had so many ads and they were so annoying and we just are so thankful for you guys because there's people who don't have the power to give but because some of you do give and support um we are able to get straight to the point and while people have limited amount of time to Mm -hmm. you know spend time with god today's in today's age Mm -hmm. um we can get straight to the point and people can be encouraged and be challenged and hear the good news and repent and be saved um, because we don't have to throw a bunch of ads in here. Thank so you guys. good. We don't have to prostitute the gospel that way. So thank you guys Yes. for that. And we love you. And yep. yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm. Until then, go out and be the church. Amen.